Amen. Hey, good morning. West Des Moines Open Bible welcomes you. If you are new, make sure you hit up that QR code that randomly shows up sometimes but won't anymore the rest of the service. Um, but there's also, we also have uh, connect cards in the back in the lobby or on that table back there. Um, but here at West Des Moines, we believe this. We believe that if you are a saint, a sinner, if you've been abused or you're an abuser, if you're heartbroken, homeless, homebound whore, if you're lost, if you're fearful, if you have ADHD, if you've ever been called a liar, if you're a hypocrite, if you're a bastard, if you're a lover, come on, can I get any lovers in this place? If you're a cutter, a tweaker, a junkie, an alcoholic, if you're alone, if you've ever felt alone, if you're adopted, if you've ever felt abandoned, if you've ever been addicted, if you've ever felt left over, if you've ever been divorced, if you're dis disillusioned, you think you are someone that you've not been created to be, if you're LGBTQ+, if you're old, young, cheater, wealthy, wise, poor, despised, infected, rejected, if you're pierced and tatted, come on, give me a hallelujah. Or if you're just a misfit, you're welcome here. I believe God, I believe God has called on the least of these to, to move the mountains in our lives and in our world. And I mean, he called 12 of the, the most disgraceful people in Jewish culture, culture he could ever call to follow him. And so I don't think he's stopped calling the disgraced people. He started calling the holy people that were once disgraced but are no longer. Right? Today's Baptism Sunday. I'm super excited about it. I'm always excited about Baptism Sunday. Something I realized this morning. I woke up last week on Sunday morning. I'm like, oh, man, really? Easter? How many people love Easter? Right? I don't. I don't. It's the same message every year, you know? You're asking your pastor to come up with something creative this year, give me something different, but it's the same message every year, no matter what. The creative messages are the same messages as the message I gave last year. It's just always the same. Jesus died on the cross, he rose from the grave. Come on. It's, it's a great message. It is a great message, but I get tired of speaking about it, you know? Because it's always there. We should always be going Easter. We should every Sunday go Easter. But the thing is, is baptism, man, baptisms, baptisms are like my favorite. I've done three since being, this is my third one, right? And I'm like, woo, come on. We're going to baptize some people. Some people starting over. Some people starting afresh. Some people are starting. Hey, let's go. Come on. I mean, I'm all about it. Today's Baptism Sunday. We're going to start something new. How many of y'all like fire? Okay, how many of y'all like starting fires? Come on, everybody's hand goes up. David Lewis, raise your hand. <laughs> like, we all know we like to start fires right? We like, there's something in your life you like to start. How many of you get in your car and you like to start that car? Come on, Red, I see you have a Mustang, right? Like, like you want to start your car. Some people are like, found on road, come on. But the, the reality is, is God created us to want to start things. But most times when we have to start something God's called us into, the hardest thing about it is starting it. See, God calls us into starting things our whole life. Our whole life, he calls us into starting ministries. He calls us into starting to share the word. He calls us into starting a relationship with him. He calls us into starting a relationship with the Holy Spirit, which we thought was crazy, but now it's like cool or whatever. You know, like, like oftentimes we're called to start reading the Bible. How many of y'all get up in the morning and you're like, oh, I get to start reading the Bible today. Come on, flipping through the pages, reading every word.
being all pumped up about it, getting everybody else excited about it around you? It's not that easy, is it? How many times are we like, man, I get to start my day off with prayer with Jesus? Or are we like, man, where's Facebook? Some of us might say, where's Instagram or TikTok, right? But oftentimes, the hardest thing to do for Christ is start what he's called us into. Right? In Mark 1, verse 1, it says this. This is the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. It began just as the prophet Isaiah had written. Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. In that scripture, it's talking about a man, a man by the name of John. And if we read further in the Bible, they give him a nickname. He's John the Baptizer. He is clearing the way. He's preparing the way for Jesus to enter into the world. For not only him to enter in, but his ministry to begin. Right? John wasn't, like, he was a baby when Jesus was born. Like, he was in the womb, jumping up, leaping when Jesus showed up in his mom's womb. Like, but he had, Jesus grew up, John grew up, and then John started preparing the way for Jesus to enter in. How many times do we walk through our day and say, am I preparing the way for Jesus to come back? How many times in our life do we take on the role of John the baptizer and go, man, I'm walking, I'm walking around Raccoon River Park. I'm so excited. Like, life's good. I'm praying. I'm worshiping around the path. I've never been there, but I hear it's great. And you come to the beach, and someone's, like, crying, and you're like, what's going on? And they tell you their life story, and you say, you know, I have an answer. His name is Jesus. Do you want to know him? How many times are we going to that person and saying, hey, there's, a, there's water. Yeah, I get it's 35 degrees out this morning, but there's water. And you just gave your life to Jesus. Let's get you dipped. Let's get you in the water and out to proclaim to the world that life has started. Baptism Sunday is my favorite because that's what it is. That's what it's about. We're preparing the way for the king to come back. Like, yeah, hey, I didn't even talk about ascension yet. Like, we just got done with him coming back from the dead. Like, he died on two Fridays ago, right? He died. Sunday he came back. He's alive. Woo! We're pumped. We're excited. We're seeing him. He's living 40 days, you know, showing himself off, giving the glory to God. And here he is. He... He's saying to us, we'll get into this in a second, he's saying to us, go get baptized. Right? How many times do we ever go, man, I can be a part of something greater than myself? An eternity. I can be a part of an eternity for Jesus. I can be a part of someone's story for salvation for eternity. Because baptism is about starting a life with Christ. Sometimes baptism can be about starting a life over in Christ. But we're starting again. Sometimes we're, we're, we're making that physical sign of what God has done on the inside to see what God's going to do later. Like, God is taking over and he's saying, hey, I want to wreck your life to make it so perfectly mine. It's so perfectly mine. In Matthew 28, 19, it says, Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He doesn't say, Jesus doesn't say in this scripture, Hey, go, go make disciples of certain nations that you feel like you can get along with, or that you walk with, or that you talk to. But he says, go make disciples with all nations. I, I, 
I personally have never felt called to missions in my life. The one mission trip I went to, I was living in South Dakota. I, I was in, in high school still. They asked me to go on this mission trip. We'd go to the reservation, and within 30 minutes, my arm's busted, and I'm being shipped out, right? So, I, like, God has never said, hey, Ben, go to the mission field. There are times where he calls us to our backyard, the people we're around, whether we like them or not, and he says, hey, share my story with them. Here's the thing. I'm going on a mission trip soon. Pray I don't break an arm. Um, but while I'm there, my goal is not to go, man, I'm called to my backyard. My goal is to say, Lord, if you've put me here, I'll preach it here. If you've put me here, I'll, I'll share your story here. If you've put me here, I'm sent by your name, so your name's going to be the first and last thing on my lips to anyone I talk to. Because I'm coming, not on my behalf, but on your behalf. And so when we go into all nations, we have to understand everyone not just the nation itself, but everyone you're around, whether you're overseas, whether you're here, whether you're next door, whether you're somewhere else, God's calling on you to share his story. He sh he's calling on us to be the people making disciples of all nations. But then the next step, this is why I said when you're walking around Raccoon River Lake or when you're at Gray's Lake, I don't even know if you're allowed to get in Gray's Lake, but if you're at Gray's Lake, you dive in, you get baptized. God is calling on us right now. He's saying, hey, church, church, we're making a new, a new thing. We're starting a new thing. We're starting it now. A lot of us, maybe we have been baptized, and maybe we need to think about this idea of baptism again because maybe we were baptized as a baby and our parents made our decision for us, or uh, maybe we weren't baptized at all, and we're sitting there going, I don't know. I don't know. And God's tugging on your heart to start a relationship with him all over. Maybe you started that relationship. He's saying, hey, start that relationship. What baptism is is saying, hey, I'm proclaiming today. I'm starting something new with Jesus. And you're telling everybody who can see you. You're telling the world. You're starting it today. And oftentimes we look at that and we go, I don't think that's what God is calling us into like, hey, whoa, whoa, or there's that, that great theological debate. You only get baptized once, Ben. What? Where in the Bible do we say get baptized once, never get in again? Like, if you get in again, if you get redipped, it, it undoes what it did the first time. We don't see that. Like, how many, how many times have we, have we been dipped in the water? Those of you that have been dipped, how many times have you been dipped in the water and you go, man, I don't know, I don't know, and you've been like really disobedient to God, and you, you've really like gone off the other way, and it's not like you've lost your salvation, but you need that reminder, and you need that proclamation to let everybody around you know that Jesus is alive in your soul. He's, he's living, he's breathing, he's moving, he's working, he's conquering, he's destroying the things in front of you, and he, you need to let people know, so you say, you know what, I don't care, I'm going to get baptized, because nowhere in the Bible does it say, don't get baptized a second time. Or a third time, or a fourth time, or a fifth time. Nowhere. And nowhere in the Bible does it say, recommit to me. In fact, it says something different. Paul writes, I die daily. I die daily to myself. I commit to Christ daily. I choose him daily. I go after him daily. Because baptism is just an outward sign of today I'm dying to myself and I'm living out for Jesus. How many times do we need to, to start something for Christ? And you need to proclaim it. 
if you start a ministry for Jesus, like maybe it's not even a ministry, maybe you start a job and you're like, I'm going to work this job for Jesus, and you don't tell anybody, then nobody's praying that you're working that job for Jesus. Maybe somebody is, because they got a word from the Holy Spirit, but like, I mean, really, like, hey, I'm getting a job, and I'm going to go do it for Jesus, and I mean, okay, so I'm going to let you guys know something. Pray for me on Thursday. I have a part-time job interview at my other passion outside of Jesus and wife and family. Bike world. Um, Come on. Come on. My whole reason for getting a job there is I get to leave work. Um, (laughs) Maybe that too. Um, (laughs) But but I'm not going to the interview to just fill my need. Because there's a greater need of Christ out there. I don't need the job. But God calls us to reach further. Do more in his name. Not ours. Reach further. Go further. And so when I start that job, I just let a whole group of people know, Thursday, I need your prayer. I need your prayer that I would be a light in a dark place that I could help the owners, the owners of the establishment are Christians, from what I understand. That's awesome. But I can be a light in the dark place because Jesus needs people who ride bikes to know him. That's weird. But it's real. Like, how many times do you see someone riding a bike in your lifetime that just doesn't know Jesus yet? A child, a grown adult, somebody else. Like, they're all riding. It's something that connects the world that we can share Jesus with, right? Whether it's a bike or whether it's your car, whether it's anything. Like, we're just about sharing Jesus, but I need to proclaim it. I'm starting it new. It's almost like a physical act of something God's doing on the inside, saying, hey, you know what? I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this for Jesus. I'm going. Pray for me. Hey, I'm, I'm doing this for Christ. Pray for me. This isn't my own. Pray for me. If you only have one job, it should be for Jesus. So often we, we get caught up, I got to pay the bills, so I got the job. Good. I'm so glad that you're, you're going to be financially responsible. Now, my question isn't, how do you become financially responsible and share Jesus? My question is, how do you share Jesus and become financially responsible? So often we put our finances in front of Jesus. So often we put our, our, our activities in front of Jesus. But Jesus is saying, hey, stop putting those things in front of me and start putting me in front of them. Man, that's something worth starting over. That's what baptism is. It, it, it's, a, it's a proclamation saying, I'm putting Jesus before everything. I'm putting Jesus before my jobs. I'm putting Jesus before my family. Oh, should I say that? My bad. Get over yourself if you have a problem with that one. Because if you're not putting your, yourself, or you're not putting Jesus in front of your family, then, man, there's a disconnect to God with your whole family. Because God's calling your whole family to him. He's the center point. We should all be going after him, and we're making our way together to him. And it's all around, right? That's our center point. We should all be connected with Christ. I believe that wholeheartedly. In Acts 2, this is what I love. Peter even talks about baptism. Acts 2, Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins, turn to God, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to the, your children, and to those who are, 
those far away, who all, all who have been called by the Lord our God. See, I'm so glad I didn't take a reading job, you know, like, whoo! Verse 40, Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Man, Peter was bold. We live in a, in a world that, that tells us all these right ways to live. I only know one way to live. Whether it's right or wrong in your eyes, it is exactly what Jesus says it is. It's living in Christ. That's the, I, I hate to say this because that's the only way to get to heaven. I don't hate to say that. I hate to say it's the only way to live life, but it's the only way to get to heaven, period. It is. I don't care what anyone else says because everything that I've read, everything I've studied, there's only one God who's living. There's only one God who's ever come back from the dead. There's only one king who's ever, ever destroyed death, kicked down the grave, come out walking, shared his testimony for 40 days, and didn't die again. He, he went up. He went up. He, like, ascended. It was like, beat me up, Scotty. I wonder if he said, beam me up, daddy. Like, close, you know. But that's the reality. Like, God is saying, hey, he is the only way. He's the only one who's ever defeated death and the grave. He is the curse breaker. Like, in Genesis, it talks about these two individuals, Adam and Eve. And, and in Romans, it talks, and I forget the chapter, but it talks about how Adam and Eve it has this correlation. It's this vice versa thing. Like, Adam and Eve versus what Jesus did. Like, Adam and Eve brought sin and death and destruction into the world. How many of us are sons and daughters of Adam and Eve? All of our, our hands should raise. They're the first people that we have record of being on the earth through this manuscript called the Bible. And, and what happens is, is that death takes over. Sin enters in. And we decide, oh, I'm going to eat more of that fruit that I was told not to eat of in whatever manner that looks like, right? And then Jesus shows up and says, there's a way, it's through me. There's a way to freedom. There's a way to life. There's a way to eternity. It's through me. You were never designed to die. You were never designed to have sickness. You were never designed to be hungry all the time. I'm surprised my wife didn't say Amen about me being hungry all the time. Like, she's like, you eat all the time. I'm like, I'm sorry. But that's the reality. Like, like God never designed us to be imperfect. We were designed for the garden. How many of y'all have ever read Genesis and been like, oh, I was designed for the garden? I, we weren't designed to have to proclaim him king again. We were designed to worship him with all we have. We were designed to give him our life. How many of us can think of ways that we haven't given to God? And we could be like, man, I could give more of this. Baptism, to me, is an outward sign of what God is calling and ripping out of our lives. Where he's saying, hey, you're going to start it today. Some of us are just like, man, I just need to start having a relationship with Jesus. This is a perfect opportunity that you would show up today because we've got a pool. Well, it's like a tub. It's not very wide, is it? It's like a fancy tub. It's like one of them rich people tubs. Um, 
There's no, there are no jets, though, so it's not that rich. It's like 1950 rich, not 1980 rich, you know? Um, come on. That's like a king's pool. Um, but today's a great day because the thing is, is that as we see things in our life that we have to give up or that we, we want to give to God or we want to, you know, we want to start over or we want to we want to start a relationship with him today's the perfect day because we can have that physical sign saying church i'm ready to represent the king of kings will you come with me and we we go into the water representing the death of our life and we come out representing kicking down the grave walking out of the grave and sharing his testimony we do that today because it's worth starting it's worth introducing to others it's worth going after and peter knew that Peter's the guy who walked on water, lost his faith, started sinking, and Jesus had to save him. Maybe you're there. Jesus is also the guy that rejected Christ three times when he shouldn't have. And and he started sinking, like in life, he started sinking. And then Jesus showed up and said, do you love me? Three times. And finally, Peter got so frustrated with Jesus. This is after his resurrection that he goes, yes, Jesus, of course I love you. Don't you understand? How many times do you have to ask me? And every time Jesus responds with, then feed my sheep. See, Peter gets it because he's preaching. and He's like, you don't understand how urgent this is. You need Jesus. Come to repentance. Ask Jesus for forgiveness. Say sorry to God because of all the wrong we've ever done in our life. I love my son so much. He went to um, Hertz Donut Company. How many Hertz Donut Company? Yeah. We went there last night and to get some donuts for this morning for, we don't do donuts much. So I was like, you know what? I want an apple fritter. So we went to Hertz Donuts to get donuts and I came out with an apple fritter. Um, but we start leaving and I had forgotten that my son had grabbed an apple juice. And I notice it as we're, wa- we're driving out. I'm like, oh, David, we didn't pay for your apple ju- juice. And he starts like, what? I stole this? I love my son. I'm like, it's all right, buddy. We can go back. And so we turn around and we go back and I go in and I'm like, hey, I just have to check. Did you ring this up? And the lady's like, oh, I totally didn't. I didn't see you had it. And I'm like, well, I want to pay for it. By the way, I want a donut. Um, so, so the thing is, is that my son understood the reality of what he had done, even if he didn't intend to, you know? And it it touched him. We should be like the children in that manner. Like when we've stolen something from God, Lord, I'm so sorry. On the verge of tears saying, God, forgive me. me. Forgive me for making your life impure through mine. Like how many times do we look at that? How many times do we look at like, Jesus, I've nailed you to the cross again. I've put your life on the cross again. I've killed you again. I've I've pierced your side with the spear again. And you're saying, well, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm done doing that. That's this moment. That's this day. That's this baptism. If that's you, then I'm going to challenge you here in a little bit. Because we do open baptisms. And it's cool. But before we do that, one more verse. Actually, three more verses, one more set of scripture. Uh, Mark 1, 9 through 11 says this. One day Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee. And John baptized him in the Jordan River. As Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. What I love about this ending of Mark 
this story in Mark 1 is that John said, I shouldn't be baptizing you. You should be baptizing me. Every time you come here for a baptism service, everybody should be ready to baptize somebody else. Because it doesn't take the king to baptize you. It doesn't take the leader to baptize you. It doesn't take the the leaders of the church or the person who prayed over you to baptize you. It takes the person that you've gone to to baptize you. It doesn't matter. If you want someone to baptize you, you go to them. You go, hey, I'm, I'm getting baptized today. You coming in. You coming in. Because it's not about who baptizes you. It's about that you are baptized. It's about that you are proclaiming. It is about that you are choosing. And it's not about the reasons why. It's about that you've made a commitment to God and you want to proclaim it. God is calling on us today. He, last week we talked about the death and resurrection. Here's the brutal, honest truth. None of us deserve life. Not a single one of us, but Jesus. I saw this thing on a wall at Lifesong Church. I love Lifesong Church. They're awesome. But uh, yesterday, and it says, Jesus changes everything. If Jesus changes everything, then why do we still hold on to the things of the past? Why do we still hold on to the reluctancy to let go of what God's doing? Jesus Christ died on the cross. He, he went on trial because he knew us. He knew how imperfect we were. He knew how, how much grace we needed. He knew how much, you know, how much love we needed. He knew how much joy we needed. And he went to the cross and said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to die. I'm going to get beaten. I'm going to be crucified. I'm going to be stabbed in the side. I'm going to be done. All this, all this junk for you. I'm going to be whipped 39 times because 40 would mean they leave me there to die. But 39 means they're going to drag me back to my prison cell. They're going to tie me to a cross. They're going to hang me but I'm going to do it because that's what God has in store. Because when people come to know Jesus, they come to know the Father because anyone who comes to Jesus can come to the Father. And he saved us. He died on the cross. He said, all your sins are forgiven. But then when he came back out of the grave, he gave you eternal life because he grabbed it. He took it back and he said, this is the gift I give to you. If that's you today, I just want to give you an opportunity whether you know Jesus or don't know him, if there's something that you're saying, hey, I need to give more of this up to Jesus. I need to, I need to give more of this to, to him. I need to give my life to him. I need to give part of my, my spirit to him. I need to give part of my life to him. I need to give him my computer. I need to give him my telephone. I need to give him, you put whatever you need to give him in his hands and you say, today I'm new. Today, I'm different. Today, something's changing in my life because Jesus Christ reigns and he reigns over everything, not just something. Jesus wants to come into your heart. So I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to ask you to be bold. I'm going to ask you to stand up. I'm going to ask you to come forward and be prayed over.